right, episode 24, Landon Archangelo, Tony V, Learn Lead Thursday. How we doing? Tony, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm just at the beach here, and I hope that anyone listening doesn't get annoyed with... I'm sitting on the balcony right now, so there's going to be cars flying by and you know, maybe hear some people in the background, but doing good. Doing I think good. it could have passed for some waves, you know? I think it, it would have sounded better if, if you just said there were the waves crashing on the beautiful beach, but really it's just the uh, the street. <laughs> the Jersey Shore. The Jersey Shore. I, it's funny because they actually closed the beaches over here in Long Island because of like over capacity, capacity whatever you want to call it. For uh, for COVID? Yeah. And I figured maybe the Jersey Shore would be just as packed. How's, how's the, the, is it packed over there? I'll tell you what, we're out on the beach playing cornhole, drinking beer, um, getting after it every day. And there's probably another a thousand people within a hundred yard radius of us as well. So yeah, it's, it doesn't feel like COVID's going on where I'm at right now. And, and it, it's the same down in Delaware. I've been down in Delaware a good bit, and it's the same vibe. Um, there was a little bit of a hiccup down in Dewey and Ocean City, Maryland area, where there was a little bit of a spike, and so they kind of slapped everybody on the back of the hand. But from what I've seen and heard and from what I've experienced at this point, it's not really much of a, a switch up. must be nice to be able to drink a beer. I haven't, uh, haven't done that in a little bit. More on day nine of the 75 hard challenge going strong man going strong feel great yeah what's going on with all that so you actually you're sticking to it yeah yeah definitely and i finally you know i didn't pick a a set diet i was just trying to eat clean for the first nine days and i was like you know what i think i should pick a diet so that i don't have even a chance of uh screwing that up and i decided to go with the bulletproof diet and it's awesome i don't know if you've ever heard of it but it's sick it's uh it's really all about just kind of biohacking your brain and your body to get the most energy you possibly can. It's all about eating grass-fed beef, organic foods, keeping it somewhat keto, but a little bit higher in carbs. And the intermittent fasting allows you to manage your weight to whatever you kind of want it to be. And also the energy is just insane. So obviously you've been experiencing that with me nonstop texting you, calling you while you're trying to hang out at the beach. I'm over here fucking going nuts here. We book this meeting, do this. We got this. It's uh, It's been eventful. It's been good. It's better to be busy than not. You know, it's better to be having that than come home or come home to not. Like I was on the golf course all day today and I look at my phone and I got eight messages from Tony (laughs) figuring shit out. I guess my thing is that like I'm ready to put the work in now. And I know you are. I'm not. This is not an knock to you whatsoever. I'm ready to put the work in now so that that isn't a vacation. That's my lifestyle. What you're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to be able to lay the groundwork now so that we can enjoy the beaches of the world for the rest of our lives. And it's going to take a lot of work. You said it, sir. Tony, tell our listeners about the guest that we have for him today. We had an amazing, amazing individual on Mr. Dean Pagano, and I didn't know it before we interviewed him that he's only 21 years old, and this kid is next level. He's the founder of True Lead Gen, and his story is really compelling, man. It was really good. He's very young. We talk about how he had the confidence in himself to really take the leap of faith. I don't want to ruin it too much, but he really, he just... DM this guy that he really wanted to be a part of and was like, hey, like I, I will do anything to just be a part of your team. And the leap of faith he took was really incredible and inspiring. And then he obviously came back here, started his own company. I thought a really good thing of value that he brought is the fact that even though he's running a company and it's his, lo- his pride and joy and it's his life, he still tries to really harp on the fact that you need to take some time for yourself and you make sure you're not burning out. Did I miss anything there? No, I think anything else I'd say would do a disservice. He's just let him get right into it. Yeah, guys, enjoy this one. He's really awesome. We're going to link up with him next week when Landon comes here. We're going to do it to him. So everyone enjoy this. Please like and subscribe. That's your subscription fee for listening to this podcast. Like, subscribe, tell a friend. We love you guys. Episode 24, Going Strong. Everyone have a great day. All right, we got Mr. Dean Pagano, the founder of True Lead Gen, Long Island native here. How's it going, Dean? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me, Landon and Antonio. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, just, I mean, the floor is yours, man. We'd love to just uh, kind of shoot the shit with you, figure out who, what you're all about and uh, how you grew your business. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just an overview about myself. I'm a, a 21-year-old um, Long Island native, as you've said. 
my background is in in e-commerce and I've shifted uh, since to the digital marketing space. Um, And I've started a full service digital marketing agency about 12 months ago. And um, today we've got about seven guys working with us um, and we're growing and we've got um, a few hundred clients now and we're just looking to scale now. So it's been a lot of fun. There's a lot of great stories that I could I could talk about, about um, trials and tribulations, stories of transformation, kind of hitting rock bottom, um, moving into my car at one point, all the above. But um, it's been a crazy ride. I uh, wouldn't have wanted it any other way. And we're still going strong. <laughs> wow. So before we, before we get into those stories, I definitely want to talk about a lot of those things because those seem interesting. But tell us a little bit about what true lead gen is. Definitely. Yeah. So, so when I was in the e-commerce space, um, I was, it was, it was not what I expected. It was a lot of fluff and I'm sure that you guys know it's, it's a lot of people posting, you know, my Shopify store did this now buy my course and I'll teach you what to do. And I really wasn't into it. I was very um, unpleasantly surprised. The one part of, of e-commerce that I was really fascinated by was, was digital advertising. So Facebook ads, Google ads, um, YouTube ads, you know, you name it. Um, And so when I started investigating that aspect of e-commerce more, I realized that I wanted to shift out of Shopify and drop shipping and move over to just specifically running ads for clients. So B2B digital advertising. And so when I started the company, I spent the first seven months, eight months just working on the product and making sure that on the other side of a sale with a new client working with a new business, we were going to be able to deliver almost guaranteed results. And with a sales background, we were always told to stay away from the G word. You know, you can't get on the phone with somebody and say, we'll guarantee you this, we'll guarantee you that because it's a dangerous game you're playing at that point. Um, But I wanted to push myself to the limit and say to myself, hey, you know, what if I spend eight months sharpening my ax here have the best, you know, digital marketing team that I could possibly build um, with basically guaranteed results um, and then just let the sales team do the rest. And so that's basically what I did. And so I assembled a, a really strong team of, of media buyers that I've worked with in the past that have spent a combined million, few million dollars together on ads um, with, a, a, you know, a very good um percent success rate essentially and um and then i assembled some sales guys and and um now we're just scaling so i have a i have a pretty specific question about i guess direct advertising through social media and things like that the cost of facebook ads and what's the word i'm looking for that to to actually see a return on your investment in these in these spaces, for for example, Facebook ads, have you seen an increase in dollars that are required to see a return on investment? Does it depend on the market? I'm sure it depends on a lot of things, but how have you seen Facebook advertising evolve from a monetary standpoint and then also just a success rate standpoint? And, and overall, just can you talk about that, that space? Definitely. Yeah. So a lot of people are afraid of spending advertising on something like Facebook because the immediate assumption is always some sort of limiting belief, you know, especially being in a B2B space. A lot of people will always hit me with the, you know, Facebook is a consumer platform. Facebook is a consumer platform. And I'm like, you know, here's the, here's the thing you have to understand. Facebook is number one, the best social media platform for paid advertising. Undisputable. Um, number two, Facebook has the most active monthly users. It's somewhere around north of 2.2, 2.3 billion people are on Facebook. Um, number three, the ads manager. Um, I don't know if, if, you know, people listening or if you guys have, have actually, um, gotten to click around through the ads manager, but the level of specified targeting that you can do is actually scary. So if you have a business and you have just a vague idea of your your target um, client, you know, if you can literally give your target client a name, an age, an occupation, even hobbies, um, you can hit that guy every single time um, without failure. And so 
when you start to think about it like that, as opposed to the numbers of it, it makes a lot more sense. Um, you know, because what's the other option? We can put up a billboard on a highway. We can put up, uh, um, you know, a square in the sports section of the the newspaper. And so when you start thinking about, about, about it like that and how big of a waste of, you know, there's so many people that are going to be seeing that, that really don't care about your, your offer. Um, Facebook ads become, you start to realize the value of them. So in terms of what you're asking, like the return on, on, on ad spend, um, you know, we spend a couple of, couple thousands of dollars, um, that don't make an immediate return. It will still give us all of the data that we need, um, for retargeting purposes to actually run profitable retargeting campaigns. So that's Mm -hmm. basically it's, it's either, you know, you're successful right off the bat. If that's the case, that's great. And then you scale or, you know, it takes you two, three, four thousand $4,000 to realize, okay, like, like we've got the data we need to, to basically what, what my team and I call quote unquote, trim the fat. And what that means is, you know, we just missed the ball a little bit. So let's look at what's not performing well. Let's cut that out. Let's look at what's performing well and put more of the budget towards that. And Makes so that's sense. kind of our, our strategy. Gotcha. What is your opinion on LinkedIn and, and the future of LinkedIn and, and any role, if any, it plays in advertising in the future? I'm a huge advocate of LinkedIn. I love it. Um, the way that I explain LinkedIn to my, uh, my B2B clients is LinkedIn is uh, in a lot of ways the TikTok of business. And what I mean by that is on TikTok, uh, which I also am a huge advocate of TikTok. If you have, um, you know, if you're selling widgets, if you're selling T-shirts, if you're selling um, some sort of tangible thirty to seventy dollar impulsive item, great, great place to be. Um, the beautiful thing about TikTok is you could post one TikTok and you could have zero followers, and you know, you could have two followers, three followers, whatever it is. You post one TikTok, don't even use any hashtags, and all of a sudden you get like 150,000 views and a bunch of link clicks. It's just sporadic growth. It's it's the key word there is organic. Um, that will never happen. If you could post uh, a thousand posts on Instagram, that will never, ever, ever happen. Um, the same thing is, is very likely um, and a lot more common on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically because the format of engaging with LinkedIn posts If you notice, it's basically like a retweet. So if I go on LinkedIn and I decide to like Landon's post, now my, you know, 1200 connections on LinkedIn are going to see Landon Archangelo posted this on LinkedIn. And now it's so again, it's the same exact concept as a retweet, which is very, very powerful. Whereas Instagram, although it's kind of the, uh, you know, you've got to be there if you're on a business. It's it's kind of just a must. It's very very hard to break through um, organically on on other platforms. But um, I love LinkedIn. It's great for growth and it's great for um, getting your sales guys on there if you've got any, just to create uh, you know quality relationships with people on there. Right. Um, and you know, I think I think a lot of people need to to break that mindset of it's a place for for looking for a job or being professional. Um, you know, of course, you know, don't post, post anything ridiculous, but you should be <laughs> posting everything that you'd post on Instagram or Facebook onto LinkedIn. It's a great platform. Yeah. I always say, I always joke and say it's, it's like Facebook with a suit and tie when mm-hmm. I'm talking about LinkedIn, if you really think about it. Really um, is. But in, like you said, I, I think there's two uses of it, right? I think there's the, there's the job search HR side of it, but then there's this huge networking aspect that, I think we're going to see continuously play a larger role in the business world and just networking in general. Absolutely. Yeah. And and there's also one hidden gem too that, that I'd like to, to just introduce to your audience. Um, so for, for any business owners out there, um, there's a, an incredible tool on LinkedIn um, that actually allowed my team and I to grow our business LinkedIn page for True Lead Gen faster than any other platform including Facebook with paid advertisements. And it's so fascinating. And so basically, if you're an admin of a business page, not a lot of people know about this, but you can go onto the business page. You can click on um, the top right. There's a drop down menu. I believe it says more actions or something along those lines. Um, it's an admin drop down. 
you click it and the first tab says invite connections. And so LinkedIn gives the admin of any business page a 25, in, uh, 25 invite limit per day. And so if you go on there and you start inviting your past coworkers, um, you know, people that you went to school with, you know, friends, family, any of your connections on LinkedIn that know you, it pops up, it gives them a notification on their LinkedIn. And it just says, you know, follow, you know, Dean Pagano has invited you to follow True Lead Gen. And so by doing that, when I first started the company, before putting out any posts, I grew, uh, grew the business LinkedIn to over 500 followers before, you know, even getting one single follower wow. on, on our Instagram. And wow. so that was a huge point of when we started introducing new products and we had announcements to make, we were getting a lot of shares and we were getting a lot of organic reach on our LinkedIn page, which was, um, you know, Six months ago, I didn't really realize the value of LinkedIn until um, until we were getting a lot of real clients coming through, um, you know, saying, hey, hey, I saw a LinkedIn post, you know, can we talk about so and so? And I was like, wow, this is, you know, why did why not more people talking about LinkedIn organic, you know? Yeah. And, and not to take you down the LinkedIn rabbit hole, but I just find it interesting, too, because we've seen LinkedIn evolve over the last you know five, six years where now we have this thing called Sales Navigator and they have subscriptions and and what's your take on Sales Navigator? Um, I know it's I think it's around eighty bucks a month at the starting point, and then you got the premium you can get with LinkedIn as in itself. What's your take on all the memberships? I know a lot of younger people listening to this have probably all battled that decision. Is it worth me getting the premium one? Is it worth me getting the Sales Navigator? What's your take on that? Since you're obviously an expert in this space, yeah, I mean, like these subscription based. Um, you know, programs and, and, and tools that you could use on, on LinkedIn. They're good, but I don't think they're worth the value. And what I mean by that is if you're getting something like sales navigator and you're getting something like LinkedIn premium, uh, it means you're a business owner. And so that $80, um, $60 a month, whatever it is that you're spending on that on a platform that has so much value in its core free state. And what I mean by that is I, I, had it for one month just because it's my job to know what it, what it's all about and see what it's like. And I was like, you know, I'd rather be putting this $80 towards Facebook ads. <laughs> I'd rather even $80 towards LinkedIn ads. Um, you know, uh, LinkedIn free is so valuable that it's really not worth upgrading if you don't have to. You know, if if LinkedIn free was was extremely limited, then I'd say, you know, LinkedIn's a great tool and you should definitely pay for, for the, those valuable features. But you have so much at your fingertips without paying a dollar to LinkedIn um, that that money, honestly, each month is better off just putting into the ad budget. In my I opinion. Definitely have to, I definitely have to grind a little bit more LinkedIn, just organic reach. And I appreciate you uh, you sharing that with us. Yeah. But now you're, you're 21 and you're well beyond your years, very seasoned and but at the same time, you haven't had crazy amounts of years of experience. Who did you lean on to really get to know get to know this side of the business? I, I heard something about that you interned with Ty Lopez. You mind sharing a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't intern with Ty Lopez, but we worked with his team. Uh, yeah, okay, no, I apologize. No, 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 that's a, that's all right. Yeah, um, I worked with. Um, so, so I wrapped up my freshman year of college, and uh, I went to a very small um, business. Well, I went to a private business school and I was in a very small business program called the business honors. I went to mercy college in, in Westchester, New York. Um, and upon coming into the, the school and the program I had, I was like the quote unquote entrepreneur kid. I had like a t-shirt business that I was just selling locally on long Island and, and just hustling just to learn how to run a business. And when I came into the school, all of this um, entrepreneurial fire was just falling on deaf ears on a lot of the administrators. Like they just wanted you to get um, a job at some corporate, you know, like whether it's banking or typical, or, um, you know, typical stuff. And so I was getting very, very frustrated. And um, uh, I guess as my freshman year was wrapping up, I was looking for some sort of radical change, just some sort of change of environment. Um, I didn't really know what it was that I was searching for, but I figured 
um, you know, what I do best, take to social media and try and make something happen for myself. Um, so I went on social media and that's basically what I did. I just started searching for people and I came across this one guy named, uh, Jared Getz. And so, uh, I saw Jared, um, was living down in, in, uh, the West Palm beach area in Florida. And, uh, he was doing some sort of e-commerce consulting. And at the time I really didn't know what it was, but I just saw that he was, had that freedom that I was searching for as an entrepreneur. He was like working from the beach, um, vacationing all the time, taking calls from the golf course. I was like, I'm pretty interested in that. And upon a little bit more research, I found out he was from Comac, which is local here on Long Island, right around the corner from me, 15, mm-hmm. 20 minutes. So I figured, you know, I've got, I've got something in common with him. He's a young guy at the time he was 27 years old. Um, let me just, you know, shoot my shot and, and shoot him a DM and see, see what's going on. So I just said, Hey man, like I, you know, kind of briefed in my situation. I was like, I, I'd love to just come down there and literally clean the floors for you. Like clean the windows for you, wash your car for free. I just want to be in, in the office with you and just like absorb like a sponge, what, whatever it is that you're doing. I really don't know what you're doing, but I just, I, you know, I'll hustle, um, for free. And he's like, okay. Like he answered me. He's like, okay. Um, you know, I, I just want to see if you're like serious about it. Uh, cause you know, obviously I get a lot of people reaching out to me right off the bat. I just sent him a screenshot of a, a boarding pass. I was like, I just booked a flight. Like I'm coming down there. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> I went wow. down there and I, I stayed it. with, yeah, I was just like, I need to do it. I, I have to do it. It was something inside of me. It was a tough time in my life where what I was expecting in this business program, it just wasn't it. So, you know, I just needed to do something kind of crazy like that. And looking back on it, it just puts a smile on my face because it, it really it was a crazy journey, um, you know, in such a short amount of time. But, um, you know, anyway, so I, so I went down there and I only booked a flight for, I was only down there for two weeks. And so I was staying with uh, the COO of the company. <laughs> Don't even ask me how I was able to pull that off. It was it was a crazy turn of events, but I, I got posted up in his apartment. I was sleeping on the floor of his living room and I was just going into the office with him because obviously I didn't have a car. So he was taking me into the office um, and I was ju- doing just that. I was kind of just adding value where I could. Um, and so they were building out... Um, a lot of uh, course material, really good course material. I will say that because there's a lot of uh, pretty junky courses out there, but they're building out a really, really, um, really good course. And so we were at the office late one night. It was like maybe like 11 p.m. Um, and the COO, Brad, was like, you know, I, I got to, you know, sorry, Dean, like I can't take, I can't, we can't go home right now. I got to finish editing this video. And so I've dabbled around in like, iMovie and Final Cut up to this point, just doing like these stupid like vlog style um, things. But I knew enough about editing to, you know, cut, copy and paste videos in, in a, you know, in a timeline. So I said, Hey, Brad, like, let me, let me just go ahead and, uh, and do the videos. He's like, uh, what do you mean? I was like, I was like, no worries. Like I, I edit videos. Let me jump on there and do it. And so, you know, I wound up kind of taking initiative and stepping up and just adding an immense amount of value, saving Brad a lot of time, something that would have taken him a couple of days. I just stayed at the office till like four o'clock in the morning and just pounded it out. And so, you know, Jared comes to the office the next day. He's pleasantly surprised. Wow. Like all the, like all the videos are done. What, what happened? And Brad's like, that was all Dean. Like he stepped up. Apparently he edits videos. Like he just, he just did it. And then Brad, Jared was like, how much do you want for that? And I was like, oh, like, don't worry about it. It's, it's not a big deal. And so he was like, do you want to just work with us? <laughs> and I was like, um, I was like, sure. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Like, he's like, I just want you to learn the business. So like, just be like a support um, manager in like the Facebook group. So I was like, great. So I was doing that, um, learning about e-commerce by answering questions for that, pe- that our, our current clients had. Finally, um, my two weeks was up. It was like a really great two weeks. And and Jared was trying to convince me to just cancel my flight back. And I was like, well, like, I'm not going to live on Brad's floor forever. Let me just go back home, you know, work from home for a little bit. And then, you know, maybe I'll come back down. And it was kind of hypothetical at that point. And I remember my parents picking me up from the airport and we went to grab food or something, went to like a diner or something. And I was awfully quiet. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a, a pretty chatty guy. 
my parents are like, all right, something's up. What's going on? And I just looked at my my mom and dad, and I'll never forget. They were sitting across from me in the booth, and I was just like, I think I'm going to move down to Florida. And they were both like, um, you know, this is now we're talking like mid-August, um, and I've got school starting up my sophomore year in two weeks up in Westchester. What year is this? What, how old are you during all this? I was 19 when this was happening. Wow. So this was wow. uh, 2018. This was the summer of 2018. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, you know, my dad is somebody that was born into a family business and then and then left the family business to, to pursue his entre- entrepreneurial dream. So I'm so blessed to have his, you know, experience and his two cents and, and um, you know, him looking uh, at, at, at these crazy ideas as opportunities. You know, um, my mom takes a, l- a little bit more convincing, of course, because, um, you know, it's a little tougher for her. But, but um, you know, a couple of phone calls later, uh, I was actually able to luckily, and this is something I'm super blessed for. I worked with Mercy College and I kind of explained I had a great opportunity that I created for myself. And I was able to actually switch my sophomore year classes to completely online. So I never missed any school. So I'm so blessed um, to have been able to do my full sophomore year while I was living in Florida. Um, but yeah, so basically, I packed up my my car, I found an apartment in Delray Beach, um, I made the 20 hour drive down there. And I started doing um, Facebook group admin all time. <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't too, uh, too exciting. But I did learn more in such a short amount of time about e-commerce and everything under that e-commerce umbrella um, that I could possibly could have um, doing that. And finally, I was confident enough to to start doing sales. Uh, And so at the time, there was a sales manager um, managing about five other salespeople and they needed some extra guys on board because they were ramping up revenue. They were probably spending like $10,000 a day on Facebook ads at this point. And so... Uh, I was called up into the, the the sales manager's office and he said, I've got a phone number here. He slides the, the index card across the desk and he's like, I want you to call this one up. And, you know, he was kind of a, a tough guy. So he goes, if you don't close this deal, you're doing admin for another month. If you close this deal, I'll get you on a schedule tomorrow. <laughs> and so, so just to put some pressure on me, see if I could step up. And I remember... Um, at the time, we were offering two packages. It was, it was either like a $2,000 package or a $5,000 package. And so I have no high ticket sales experience in my life at this point. I'm 19 years old. Um, j- really have no idea what I'm doing, except for the fact that I understand the product, um, which looking back on it, that is, and you know, not to digress too much from my, my story, but um, to any people that are in sales back out there, the number one sales advice, it doesn't matter what anybody else says, learn the product like the back of your hand. Don't worry about the sales techniques, sales techniques, this and that. Just know the product. If, if your prospect has 100 questions for you, you need to have 200 answers because people can sniff through bullshit. And, and that's, that's really, um, that's that. <laughs> There's really no other way of going around it. Um, 100%. So... Uh, I dial the phone and um, luckily, uh, you know, as I'm talking to this, this prospect, um, Jared actually walks in and sits down my, my boss um, and, and is watching me and, and uh, I think he's impressed and, and I closed the deal. I closed him on a $2,000 package. And so it was, it was very exciting. It was a moment that I won't forget. And um, from that point on, I got put onto the sales team. I was one of the the early guys on the sales team. And and over the next seven months, I brought in uh, $260,000 in revenue for the company on sales. And and when I left the company, um, I was one of 25 salespeople. So I, uh, you know, I was a, um, I like to think an integral part of, of the growth of that company. Um, which was an awesome experience. But to to your original question, Antonio, I know I've completely digressed. No, I don't worry about it. that. Learned, was awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I learned uh, from 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 being able to share an office space with with Jared and his team. And um, you know, I know it sounds kind of cliche, like I went down and and um, and just kind of watched and observed. 
but that's what I did. I, I didn't, um, you know, I didn't just sit there helplessly. I, I sat there, I added value where I could, I did my job well. Um, but I, any moment that I was not on the phone with a client, I was upstairs in Jared's office, in Brad's office. Um, you know, it was a millennial office. It was cool. There's always music pumping. So it wasn't like professional where I was just like impeding on their, um, like meetings or anything. They were always like super chill. I would just go up there, kick back, uh, you know, sit, sit next to them and, and ask questions. And, and, uh, that, that, that changed my life. Just being able to see the way they were able to navigate the, the ads manager of, of basically any ads manager platform with such ease and confidence, you know, looking at every single analytic and understanding exactly what it meant and exactly what to do, exactly how to react. And, and the, uh, I don't want to say impulsivity, but they were action takers to say the least, you know, they'd see some data that indicated this, and immediately they'd snap their fingers and put 25 grand towards that decision. And that inspired me to, to get to, to a point where, you know, I wasn't holding back anymore in, in my endeavors. And it was kind of symbolism for me moving forward. But yeah, that's, that's my story. That's, that's how, I, how I learned and, and where I was. I hope people listening to this understand like the, the leap of faith that you took and the confidence you had in yourself to say, hey, I, I'm just buying this, this plane ticket. You don't even know if this guy's going to going to say yeah yeah and that's i mean that's legit man and i think it speaks volumes to to where you're at today and i think the biggest thing was that you weren't trying to take over you were just trying to be the best follower you could be at at a time because that that eventually brings you into the best leader Mm -hmm. and uh i think that's super impressive man and so where what's the story about you living out of your car where where'd that (laughs) come into play yeah so so um it's funny uh i mean that story that i just talked about um, that was a, how do I put it? Um, that was definitely an edited version. Cause that, that's kind of just a vague, like overview of what happened, but there's so much that happened in between, you know, the time from when I moved down to Florida to when I moved back to New York. Um, but, but me living out of my car. So basically we had a, a little issue with our sales team. Um, so uh, you know, not to get into to it too much, because I don't know who's who's all going to listen to this, uh, you know, from from the old team. But basically, our sales manager uh, was replaced by, ironically, a guy that wrote the sales book that my sales manager first read, like the first sales material that he picked up to learn about sales is the guy that replaced him, the author of that book. So I just, I just thought that was such a funny thing. Like, <laughs> it's just crazy how it came back to get him. Um, but this guy was replaced and the, the author of the sales book, I'm not going to use any names just in case, like just in case, but the guy that replaced our old sales manager really shit the bed. He just did a horrible job and our sales numbers were, were down. We were losing money on every lead. Um, and again, at the scale that we were at spending like $25,000 a day on ads, this was probably around like February, I'd say. Um, so, you know, I joined the team in September. So now this is me being on the sales team for like four months at this point. So, um, it wasn't like, it was just like rookie mistakes happening. It was like, we were trying new methods and they weren't working. So we can that guy in March and we brought our old sales manager back. And so when he came back, he was a little bit greedy. And he basically said, you know, he was, he was initially given his old, all of his old numbers, his old commission, um, his old salary, et cetera. And he said, I want double what I was making before. And so um, as somebody that was living off of commission, um, basically the sales team was like paused. We were just like put to a halt and they were running a funnel that was, that didn't require a salesperson. Meaning like you can, if you were on the other end of the funnel, you can just put your credit card information in and buy it from the computer. So there was no need to talk to a salesperson anymore for like a a span of like a few months. And so at this point, um, I couldn't afford the rent at the place that I was playing at or the place that I was living at. 
So I had to break my lease with whatever I had left. And, you know, I didn't want to confess to anybody back home because I was kind of under a microscope with, with a lot of the people that I had told, like, trust me, I'm, I'm making a big decision or like things are going great down here. Um, so I didn't want to confess to like my parents or anything, um, <laughs> that I had, that I was in such a tough situation and I contemplated just, you know, telling Jared, you know, that I'm going to move back to New York and, and leave the company. Um, but I decided to ride it out for as long as I possibly could. So I just literally packed up, you know, I broke my lease, packed everything up into my Toyota RAV4. And I was literally commuting from like a parking lot in Fort Lauderdale to the office every single, like every single day. Um, and I was going to the office every day without a job. I was just using the office for its Wi-Fi and just like looking for other jobs possibly. And also like looking for other ways to make money. So I tried um, making a drop shipping store my first time. And after like a few days, the store did like $100,000 in revenue. <laughs> and then uh, I was able to get a new place in Boca. Uh, and I moved into an apartment building. So I, I moved down there first and I lived in Delray. Then I was living in my car for like a week and a half, two weeks. And then I moved into Boca. And then at that point, um, I stepped up with Jared and told him, you know, put me on salary and let me be your content guy. So he said, okay. And then I started running his podcast, putting out his YouTube videos, uh, managed all of the Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, social media. And, um, and then, yeah, I did that until, until I left the company. So that, that's awesome, man. So where are you, where is life taking you up to today? So what, travel wise, have you, have you had a demanding travel life when we're not all locked in our houses? And, uh, what does your day to day look like right now? Yeah. So I've, I've gotten to actually go, um, travel, travel quite a bit, uh, in the United States domestically to a bunch of different States and, and also over in Europe. Uh, I've been to London, Paris, um, different parts in Italy. Um, but for business mostly, it was mostly from Florida up North to like, you know, Manhattan, um, Boston, like Philly, places like that. Um, my day to day now is it's pretty pretty cool. Like it's every single day brings something different, which is something that I strive for as an entrepreneur. I I hate um, complacency and I hate like routine. I love challenging myself with something that I've never done every day, and so my day to day. Um, there's been times where I've been a lot more structured and it's kind of ironic now because, um, I've never been in a position before more so than now in my life where I've had, um, so much responsibility as, as a, a business owner with a team that works under me. Um, but I wake up, um, and I usually answer my emails first thing in the morning because, I just like to get that out of the way, clear my notifications. Um, I'll make sure that the posts for organic social media are all scheduled, um, which I highly recommend any business owner doing. Um, you don't want to have to actively post um, on social media. I think number one, I'm, I'm the type of person that will get distracted. Like if I go onto social media for a post, I'll end up, you know, scrolling through my feed for, for too long. Um, and then usually the chunk of my day in the afternoon, like 11 to one, we'll just be working on whatever project is going on at that time, specifically internally, like a logistics type thing. So like right now, um, our website's under construction. So I've been working on writing the copy, um, for the website. Then usually in the afternoon, I'll get on a meeting with my sales team. I'll make sure that everything's going good. Um, after the sales team meeting, I immediately jump on with the media buyers and make sure that our cost per, per click and our analytics for our, our campaigns, for our lead gen campaigns are uh, running well. And then usually after that, um, I'll probably uh, catch up with clients myself, kind of like a customer success type standpoint. And then I usually wrap up pretty early. Um, one thing that I, I will say I learned from Florida as well is that as 
a motivated person and and you know you guys i'm sure just from talking to you and listening to your podcast everybody that's been on your podcast people that are listening to this podcast if you listen to podcasts in general it means that you're a tough like a, a hard worker smart worker um and you strive for for greatness every day there's one very dangerous aspect of that and i had a very rude awakening in florida burnout is very real um I was always the type of guy that people would tell me, don't burn out, you know, just don't overwork yourself. You got to, you know, work life balance, so and so. And I always ignored it. And I'm, I'm always, I'm the type of guy that like, you can tell me the stove is hot 15 times, but I still have to touch it. I still have to see it myself. <laughs> Retweet, um, man. <laughs> and so in Florida, I started, <clears throat> forget about like mentally, I was physically like beat up. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I took, I literally like was talking to one of my friends back home and he's like, what does your schedule look like? And I sent him, I literally sent him a picture of my Google calendar and it was just completely colored in. He's like, what is that? I was like, those are like sales calls. He's like, when do you eat? I was like, I, I really don't. I'm just on the phone. And, you know, he's like, do you have any break in between? I was like, yeah, maybe like a 60 second, 120 second break in between each call. He's like, you can't do that sustainably, man. And that was like the awakening for me. I was like, well, I'm literally burning out right now and I feel it. And I didn't think it was a real thing. Um, but when I uh, started True, I knew I wanted to be intense with it. And I knew I wanted the culture of the company to be like work hard. But I also, I think that money is one thing as an incentive. And that's kind of the first thing that will pop into people's heads when they think of an incentive to like light a fire under your sales guys. But I think also being able to accomplish what you want to while being able to like not be a workaholic. Like I don't think anybody wants to be a workaholic. The people that are working 24 seven are just trying to like, like either like maximize profits or like make as much money as possible commission, whatever. I don't think anybody really wants to do that. And even as a founder, um, you know, the top guys in my, in my company, like we'll stop working at like 4 PM. But if a client wants to talk at like 7 PM, we have no problem with that, you know, but we'll stop like actively working at 4 PM and just like go to the beach or something. Right. And I think that's so important. Yeah. And, and, I think as young guys, we can all speak to this when you're, when you're young and you're doing better than your peers financially, it's like this, when you're young and you first start seeing paychecks come in and those paychecks, especially in the sales world, reflect the work you put in generally, right? So it's like that initial, it's almost like a high in the very beginning, at least where you get addicted to making money and you get addicted to your work almost, at least that's been my experience. I don't know if, if that's relatable, but. Yeah, no, I feel the same way, bro. I get a lot of like anxiety the night, even if I have a great day, then at night when I'm like about to go to bed, I'm like, what, all right, what am I doing tomorrow? What's the next things I have to do? And how can I replicate the same thing? And I could speak to the same Dean about the burnout thing. I was in this flow for two to three months of just nonstop uninterrupted work and then just trying to tack on so many things at once. And then eventually it just kind of get uh just compiles up and you're like okay i, I don't think i could I, I think i bit off more than i can chew and it's like i don't have an ego like crazy ego but at the same time you think that you could take on everything and then you have to fall flat on your face to realize like okay i can't right no absolutely i mean there was a point in time down in florida where like i i could not physically separate myself from work and and i mean literally like we're talking like it would be 9 p.m on a saturday night and you know i have some people that are like let's go you know we're gonna go out tonight whatever and I, i'm like literally getting anxiety and i'm like i like if i go out tonight you know i'm gonna be missing out on time where i can be like dming people on instagram trying to get them to you know to work with us or like if i go out tonight i'm gonna be tired tomorrow morning and then my Sunday is going to be thrown off. And then Monday morning, I'm not going to be my best. Like when you start thinking like that and you have that mentality where you, you can't, you know, take yourself out of, you know, take your work hat off. It's very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. And, and so like now, like, like you asked me, like my day to day is like, 
a lot of people think that, uh, you know, a founder or like, uh, oh, you're, you know, you're running a company, like you're a workaholic. It's like, I really like, I work a lot. Don't get me wrong. I work a lot and very hard, but it's efficient. It's like when I'm working, I'm working and I get everything I need to get done, but it's like, I don't want to work till, till midnight. Like I don't want to work 12 hours a day on, on this business. Like it's, it's, (laughs) this is going to sound crazy. Like this business is important to me. It's very, very important to me, but number one is like my health, my well being, And when I say health, I'm talking like physical and mental. I'm just as like, Men, your mental health is just as important as your physical health, even if not even more important. And so like, if I have to sacrifice my happiness to, to like be able to grow this business faster, it's just not even worth it at that point. Like I wouldn't be an mm. entrepreneur if that was the case. What do you, what do you like to do outside of work? What are some, some, some things you like to do? I love to play the guitar. Um, that's, you know, something that, that has been, especially as a sales guy, mm-hmm. um, any time that I had in between sales calls, I would just pick up the guitar and play. Um, I like to surf. I like to, to go to the beach a lot. Um, I like, uh, I'm a, I'm like six foot five. So I've, I've always played sports, um, volleyball, basketball. Um, I like to throw the football around. I really like to do anything, to be honest. Dude, I, I even you, like to go to the, like the, a park and just like walk around just to get outside. <laughs> Eddie told me that you're, you're a little poker enthusiast. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. So if Mike is Michael Cat and Nice, um, he uh, we that's how I met him. That's how I actually got introduced to this whole this whole group, the guys at Pogo and uh, and and the Learn Lead guys. Um, you know, I went to my buddy, my best friend from high school plays football at LAU post. Um, and he was having a little poker night with, with the, uh, um, so, uh, you know, his, his buddy from, uh, post football and, um, he went to, uh, I think it's Franklin square, right. Uh, where, where Mike went to. Yeah. And so Mike is friends with the guy that, um, you know, Tommy's friend from post. So it was like a friend of a friend of a friend. We all just got like thrown into this poker night. It was the best time. It was awesome. Um, we were just talking, talking a little bit. Um, and then, uh, I got, you know, Michael and I exchanged information and then I started talking to Eddie and I was like, yeah, these guys are awesome. So no, it's, I try, I'm not too, I'm not too good, but, uh, they don't need to know that. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get you at our poker game. Definitely, yeah, it's a great time. definitely. And Landon's yeah, a golf that. guy. I know Eddie said that you like to golf too. Yeah, so. yeah, I like to golf too. I left, I left out. I don't know. I, I like to do a lot of different things. I love, I love like learning things and trying things. Like if there's something that I don't, I'm not like, like um, not necessarily like not good at. But if there's something that I don't, I don't do often. I'm so fascinated by like, by like just doing it and trying it, and um, you know, just exploring that part of my brain and, and my physicality see if i could do it at a like a a a high level so fun yeah and i feel that and i i really appreciate the fact that you take your lifestyle so seriously and that like obviously business is so important and growing it but what the the main thing is what what does that business provide and it's that lifestyle that you're trying to live exactly what where are you located right now are you living in florida or back in long island i'm on long island right now Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe uh, we link up for lunch one of these days. Definitely, definitely. We could even hit the links. Let's do it. Uh, so, w- just tell us a little bit of what's to come here. What's some future plans, short term, long term? We want to know about that. Yeah. So, short term plans right now for for True Lead. Um, and I'll I'll actually say, you know, I just just going off of that theme, I, I'll say short term plans and long term plans for myself because the company comes second to myself and it, and it goes that way. This isn't news to anybody that's working with us or, you know, client side or, um, internal, the company is one thing, but I'm a huge proponent in like, it's the same thing that people say, like, you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people. I have a philosophy that if me and my team take care of ourselves and each other, the business will follow. And that's kind of stayed true for like a lot, a long time now so far. And it's, it's, I learned that in Florida by, you know, the hard way, as they say, I learned it the hard way. Um, I wasn't taking care of myself. And every time 
Dean Pagano would slip off, my sales numbers would slip off and vice versa. Um, so my short-term plans right now for myself, um, hopefully with this COVID stuff, number one, get back into the gym. Um, that's a huge thing for me is like, is, um, you know, physically, mentally, just being able to have that hour, hour and a half a day where I can just like clear my mind, especially in the mornings. Um, so hopefully I can, I can do that soon. You know, the, the pushups and setups is just not cutting in anymore for me. It's starting to get old. Um, but get back into the gym hopefully soon. Um, and keep doing what I'm doing. I mean, honestly, like a lot of times I think people are looking for a solution. Like things are going good right now. And I'm a huge believer in patience. Um, I'm just going to keep cracking away at, at the company. Um, every, every week we're bringing on new clients, which is just very exciting. Um, and, and, you know, my clients in my client base right now is my number one priority with the business. Um, we're delivering results for them. And that's all I could ask for as a, as a business owner is that, you know, from, from A to Z in our funnel, all the way from, from awareness to advocacy, um, the funnel is, is running flawlessly. Um, I'd love to, to keep innovating. I love to, to grow the, the true lead gen podcast masters of marketing. Um, I'd love to bring on some more team members, um, you know, do more things like this, jump on other people's podcasts. This was a, a really good time. Um, long-term goals. Uh, I want to take this company to seven figures in rev. That's, that's been a, a huge goal of mine. I've taken companies to six figures before. Um, but I want to take this one to seven figures plus, uh, there's really no reason that I can't. I, I, I mean, one thing that I'll say too, not to, to, to digress too much, but when you look at Facebook ads, if you spend a hundred dollars and you make $250 in revenue with that philosophy, like if I spent a hundred thousand dollars, why wouldn't I make somewhere in, in the ballpark of $250,000? And so like right now, right now, like true lead gen would technically be at like, you say like, like a hundred dollars ad spend with $250 return. That's not like, I'm just saying like, hypothetically, like there's no reason that we can't do what we're doing right now successfully at a, a larger scale successfully. Um, cause that's another thing to like back to that lifestyle thing. When I started this company, I knew that I didn't want to be like, capped off at the limit of, at the number of clients that I could work with. And what I mean by that is like, I know a lot of people that like have a great idea, uh, for a service, but like, you know, if you're talking about like a landscaping company, for example, if you have like, like, I don't know how, like how many lawns they could do, but like, if you have like 30 properties that you want that you need to do in a week, like you can't do 300 properties. You can't do 3000 properties with your team. Like it's just impossible. You'd have to like grow it horizontally. Um, you know, meaning hire more people and look for more regions and locations. Um, true lead gen has no limit to the amount of clients we could work with, which is really exciting. It's one dashboard. Um, you sign in and you have access to all of our resources. Um, and then anything that you want, you just place an order right in the dashboard, and uh, and then it's uh, it gets started. Um, the products yeah, get activated. And, and sorry to cut ahead. you off. Yeah. No, you're good. Uh, what are some of the the packages that you guys offer though, and what what's the prices look like? Just briefly describe a little bit. Yeah. Um. So so we have we know that all businesses are at different points. Um. You know they have different budgets for different things. Uh. So we have low ticket items all the way up to high ticket items. Like if you want to spend like $25,000 a month with us, we can, we can do that. If you want to spend like $30 a month with us, we can also do that. Um, so you sign in, creating an account is free if you're a business owner. Um, you sign in and then you have trial version of a few products. Um, but just to rattle off a few products, we've got a reputation management software. So just monitoring your reviews online. Uh, we've also got something called the customer voice software. And this is, um, basically like a built-in widget that allows you to, uh, if you're familiar, like, uh, I know iOS apps do this a lot where they'll like, 
let's say you're playing a game um if you do something good or like win some like if something good happens or like for example like sorry doordash is a good example you place your first order with doordash so like you just did a good thing on the app immediately after they'll be like are you enjoying our app and like you could rate it like five stars but it's always right after you do something good so that's customer voice like we basically provide the like the code and the steps for you to implement that um you know if you're like a pizzeria you could put it into your email campaign like if somebody places an online order and you send them over like uh like please you know like if you enjoyed your pizza like give us five stars that type of thing um Sorry, I'm digressing again. Um, so all then we good, have a yeah, then we have a social uh, marketing platform, which is kind of like Hootsuite. Um, so you're able to you know create your content and post it across all platforms. You're also able to schedule it. Um, but the good thing is that you know we don't want our clients to have to be dealing with like all different types of softwares like Hootsuite and this and that. Like just sign into TrueLeadGen.com, um, and then you can just do everything that you need like our goal is basically anything that you can possibly do with a laptop and a phone for your business you can do it from our platform um we also provide a listings builder so like we'll populate like if you type in your address your phone number your company name like and you onto our platform it basically populates across the internet like every single platform from like all the way from like ways to like MySpace, like and everything in between like 300 plus platforms because if your information is incorrect somewhere online and for some reason somebody happened to be looking for your company there they're going to call up the wrong phone number and you're going to lose that client so that's a, a huge um a very important uh tool um we also have social growth so we'll just grow your instagram for you organically uh we'll manage it for you um, we have SEO tools, which is is great for organic reach, obviously, on search engines. Uh, and then we have uh, any digital marketing package that you could possibly think of. So, you know, from YouTube to Bing to Facebook, um, Google, Instagram, you name it, LinkedIn. Um, yeah, and that's that's really it. We also uh, send all of our clients complimentary Snapchat uh, snapshot reports as well as executive reports, which is just advanced analytics pulled from the internet um, to, to show you how your your business is performing online. Uh, we can build your website for you. I mean, the list goes on and on. Like I said, it's really anything digital uh, that has to do with your business, we, we can do. That's awesome. It sounds like you got every tool in the toolbox, man. <laughs> that's right. That's, um, that's the goal. How... How can our guests, I know that you just kind of gave an outlay of the company. How can our guests follow your journey personally, as well as what's the name of the website, so on and so forth? How can they follow everything and and, and get access to this stuff? Yeah, my and personal... Your, and your personal content, yeah. Definitely, yeah. My personal journey, um, I've got everything stems from my my Instagram page. So if you if you check out um, at Dean T. Pagano uh, on Instagram, that is that is me. And you can find everything from there. My um, company on all platforms from TikTok to LinkedIn is True Lead Gen, T-R-U-E-L-E-A-D-G-E-N. Um, and our website is the same. It's trueleadgen.com. Uh, and that's where you'd be able to learn more, um, contact us, whatever it is, um, You know, even create an account. Like I said, uh, it's free. If you're a business owner, jump on there, create an account reach out, um, ask for me, we'll get in touch. Um, you know, and, and I can answer any questions that you, that you might have. Awesome. Dean, thank you so much for coming on, man. And I mean, you brought immense value and we're super excited to have connected with you and definitely going to try and link up soon and keep on building this relationship. And if you guys are business owners, uh, please contemplate using true lead gen and connect with Dean because he's an awesome individual. So thanks so much, Dean. And we hope everyone else has a great day. Yeah, guys, this was a great time. Thanks for having me. And, um, you know, if, if anybody has any questions too, feel free to reach out. Like, I, I just love to like, I'd love to like help out or, or, you know, even if, you know, you're thinking about starting a business or something and just need some direction, just, you know, let me know. I'd be super happy to talk with anybody for sure. Awesome. Thanks again, man. Yeah, thanks, guys.
Thanks for tuning in to the Learn Lead Podcast, where you get to own your life. Stay tuned for our future guests coming soon. Make sure to like and subscribe.